0: That should be if I ever write like an (laughs) autobiography, (laughs) it's gonna be called Illuminate the Pooh.
1: (laughs) Sarah has one was it? How 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 to take a shit in your wedding dress? What? (laughs) The 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 title of my my uh, humorous book of essays, semi autographical book of essays is going to be How
0: to Shit in your wedding dress and other stories. Like in a bathroom.
1: Yes, yeah. how to. That. That, that's why I said how to take a shit as opposed to shit in your wedding dress. How to Shit in your
0: wedding dress. It's not hard.
1: Anyone can do it. Big puffy skirts. You try to like. You can't go into a bathroom stall in a big puffy skirt. If you pee in a wedding dress, you usually have a bridesmaid like holding your dress so that you can. Oh, see. I'm not comfortable with that. I wasn't comfortable with that either. That's why I didn't wear a
0: full length wedding dress. Mm. Today is just testing me in every way it possibly can. <laughs> all of our, all of our equipment is testing me. The, the internet is testing me. Uh, the ghosts are testing me. So
1: we're gonna do another little pot of calm. Yes. I'm just not, kidding. I'm kidding. To, every
0: not week we just have to calm ourselves down from the week preceding. Mindfulness
1: miniisode Monday. Mindful. We should do that. We can have
0: Marion Williamson on. Oh God. She can she can do what are those those like bowls that they play
1: the Tibetan singing bowls? I don't know. Well, you ask me. So I think oh, that's. Is that it. what they're called? Yeah, I think so.
0: Oh, <laughs> 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 I trust you. Okay. I, I was like, I have no idea what they're the, called. They're big
1: like they're metal rimmed bowls, and you and like, you play them with like the, yeah, the gongs. Exactly. Yeah. What are they like the, the, the Tibetan hammers? Singing bowls. Yeah. Um, they're I guess they're pestles technically. Pestles. Yeah, as in a mortar. And a mortar, I know. A, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I was not sure.
0: <laughs> There's a hole in this cake. Yes. Um. What the hell was I saying? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we need Marianne and her Tibetan singing bowls uh, to come and calm us down every week for the <laughs> mini-zone. <laughs> and speaking of, welcome to another mini-zone of my spooky gay family, kids. We are very excited to be back and to be chatting. We are actually, uh, we are recording this. On Super Tuesday, so we are looking for every excuse to calm ourselves down. So give us fucking strength. I Um. I was like, please give me something to distract myself. When you were like, should we record on Tuesday? I was like, yes, please come over. Otherwise I will just be sitting here eating Cheez Its and knitting myself into oblivion. And watching what? CNN. Oh no. I will i I to NPR or something. No, no, no. And it's not even anti-CNN or NPR. It's like I just can't turn it on today. I'm like, I I need I need a break. I'm not going on Facebook. I'm not doing social media.
1: It's early enough at the moment that like it's not like there's anything to know anyway. That
0: almost makes it worse.
1: Which makes it so much worse (laughs) because it's like, okay, I'm just gonna watch this like inane coverage for six hours. And then they're going to tell me something I already knew was going to happen.
0: Yeah. And and that's the worst part. <laughs> it's like, like, just because there's nothing to talk about doesn't mean people won't talk. <laughs> so I'm yeah. like, I'm just like, going like, to avoid it. It
1: really doesn't. It doesn't make a damn bit of difference. I'm going to really. turn
0: on my PS4 and I'm going to farm to <laughs> my heart's content. <laughs> Speaking of, I am very frustrated because I... Was playing Stardew Valley the the other day, and mm-hmm. anyone who plays this game knows that Skull Cavern is the hardest fucking part of that game. It is so complicated and dangerous and horrible. And I was like, I really want to get to level hundred to get that achievement. Bah, 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 bah. So I mined in the other mines for a full month. I would wake up every day, wake up, quote unquote, yeah. every day, and uh. I would go in mine to be, to build staircases. You have
1: Eye of the Tiger playing in the background.
0: Literally, <laughs> I, it would have been a montage because it would be too much to watch. And I did it. And you get to the level you're supposed to. I fucking did it. I, I did it. I, it was like hours and hours of gameplay. And the reward was bullshit. <laughs>
1: Didn't he just, also, like, call you dishonorable or some shit? Didn't you get, like, shade from fucking Mr. Key? Mr. Key was such an asshole. Because you did it with staircases. <laughs> He's
0: like, oh, I see you did it with staircases. That's less than honorable, but I suppose it did take a lot of work. And I was like, fuck you, asshole. I, I put in hours of my life to
1: do this. Of my actual real human life. Yes.
0: <laughs> Somewhere dad is listening to this podcast going, oh, my God. This is why they all failed college. <laughs> So, kids, that is that has nothing to do with what our, our mini soda is about no. today. We are going Except to- Except s- that he was shady. He is shady, yeah, that, And I guess that ties into the theme. Sort of. Uh, before we jump into the theme, I thought we would try something fun today. We uh we got a a letter, a a little email from <laughs> one of our listeners. Lily wrote in some of her own spooky stories. And we want to start encouraging you guys to send us your Spooky stories, whether they're ghosts or cryptids... Or uh, your great aunt's gas after Thanksgiving. Whatever you have that scares the shit out of you, please send us your stories. If they're funny, even better. If they're spooky, we love them. Please send us your stories because we want to read them on our mini sods. And that's what we're going to do. Lily sent us some of her stories and we're going to read them. I'm so excited to hear other people's spooky stories.
1: I am also excited, especially since I haven't actually read this email. So I don't know what's coming. I know. It's all a surprise to you. (laughs) I
0: have, I've skimmed it and I will tell you you it's good good so feel free to uh to enjoy this all right so this is a letter that we got from lily uh in the last uh, when when the book did she send it very recently and uh we're going to read it i'm going to start at the beginning a very good place to start and uh here we go hi spooky gay fam well hello i've been wanting to share these stories that have happened to my family and i for a bit so here we go my dad owns a house that he bought and renovated in the late 90s, a very spooky time. Also, that was my Renovating
1: houses always leads to something bad. I know. See, Re- haunting of <laughs> Hill House, The Conjuring, anything.
0: Literally. And they're like, hey, here's an old house. Let's fix it up. They don't Ghosts. say that on
1: HGTV, just how dangerous house flipping can be from I know. a paranormal sense.
0: Chip and Joanna Gaines must be like the new Ed and Lorraine Warren.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this paint color. I don't like the poltergeist. <laughs> They never say that on House Hunters. I mean, it's lovely, but the chairs are dancing on the ceiling.
0: (laughs) But they're beautiful chairs, aren't they?
1: Queen Anne. It was apparently
0: an old dance hall way back in the day, maybe early 1900s, question mark? Red flag two. I know. He completely redid it and made it into two apartments. He lives in one with his 91-year-old dad, and he rents out the second. Red flag three. I know. There's like (laughs) literally endless red flags in this story. First story. After That was just a little exposition. Yeah. First story. When I was in college, I used to sleep over there a lot, so I wouldn't have to drive as far to get to school for an early class. Before my grandfather moved in, the spare bedroom was mine, but every time he'd sleep in there, I'd get a weird, creepy feeling. So I'd typically sleep in the living room on the couch. In the living room is a big grate that used to be a coal chute.
1: That's not even a red flag. That's like a parachute. <laughs>
0: I was like, there is a team of ribbon dancers in your living room.
1: (laughs) It's like red flags. Get your red flags over here. Like, Jesus.
0: That leads to the scariest basement I ever did see. From time to time, I would feel like things were watching me from that stupid thing. That does not sit well with me. Yeah, that is
1: not okay (laughs) at all.
0: So one weekend, I was house-sitting at my dad's while he was on vacation. It was just his dog and I that night, and I was sleeping on the couch, as usual. Around 3 a.m., his dog started getting restless, and I started hearing his coffee pot beeping. I waited a few minutes, thinking maybe there was a power surge or something that caused the timer to go off or something. But eventually, I got up to go to the kitchen to investigate. I started hitting buttons, and eventually— Did you say, I'll
1: be right back? because that's where this is going
0: i know she looks Sorry. at the dog and she's like i'll be right back the dog's like why are you doing why, this why would you say that i've seen scream i started hitting buttons and eventually unplugged the damn thing which is when the smoke alarm in the living room started chirping not blaring like there was a fire the low battery chirp i was exhausted and a little frazzled so i shuffled back into the living room and stared at the smoke alarm because i couldn't reach it I eventually got back on the couch with the dog who was burying himself in the blankets, losing his mind. (laughs) As I pulled the blankets back up, the coffee pot started beeping again. So it was beep, chirp, beep, chirp. I was so tired and so over it. So I said, hey, I don't mind that you're here, but I'm tired. So please, can I go back to sleep? And everything stopped.
1: I would have moved out the next. I know. Day. I was
0: like, I was like, oh no, oh
1: no. <laughs> but at least it was a, at, it, yeah, a kind least, ghost.
0: You know, I don't want to say friendly because well, waking you up at three o'clock in the morning with beeping and chirping.
1: Yeah, but at least like you know when you you set a boundary and it respected it. Like that's yeah, that's you know that's honestly, polite. That, that
0: is a good way to interact with with uh, spiritual beings. Generally speaking, sometimes you don't want to give them options, uh, and everything stopped. I told my dad about this, and he laughed it off, saying I was. Uh, probably dreaming it there's no such thing as ghosts about a week uh, that was his his thing Mm -hmm. uh i was probably dreaming it there's no such thing as ghosts about a week later an unplugged alarm cut alarm cut maybe she meant clock an alarm clock uh went off in the spare bedroom around 3 a.m while my dad was home he called me the next morning telling me i was very funny but then kind of freaked out when i told him it definitely wasn't me that's story number one Oh god! Doesn't that sound like the beginning of of like paranormal also, why activity? Why is it
1: always three in the morning? Like don't it's don't never it's any an other insult time. Insult to the
0: Trinity, exactly.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ!
0: I have heard. I mean, it is supposedly the witching hour. It's supposedly like I thought the that time was
1: midnight night. to one o'clock.
0: I've heard it was closer to three a.m. I mean,
1: that's fair. I've hard.
0: heard that it was near three a.m. because that's usually when uh, spooky shit. I think it's just because that's when everyone's tired. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Who knows? Uh... It's like every ghost has a has an alarm set for two fifty seven. Like they're ready to go.
0: I know. I, like, I, I wish I was a ghost because I'm a night owl anyway. <laughs> I get the most done around three. Yeah, but they
1: only get like five minutes. It's it's like okay, I have like the two. I have like three fifty eight to three oh three, <laughs> and then I'm good <laughs> for the day.
0: Uh, she says these are more instances, but still spooky as fuck. In the years since my creep. In the years since my creepiness, my dad has heard stuff here and there. A few years ago, my grandfather moved in with him. He's 91. One day, while my dad was doing some cleaning, he could hear his incredibly heavy cast iron pans that were hung up swinging and scraping the wall. Another time, my dad was in the kitchen making something to eat. He came back into the living room and my grandfather let him know a kid just walked from the closet into his bedroom, looked right at him, then was gone.
1: Well, at least now you know it's a child, I guess.
0: I mean, I guess that makes sense with what was going 3 on. Three a.m. is previously. past
1: his bedtime. He should.
0: Well, know. it didn't say specifically three a.m. for this Did one. It? No, well, this no, one just like, said, because it just says my dad was in the kitchen making something to eat. Right, he but came read- back into the living room and his and her grandfather let him know a kid just walked from the. Let's let's digest this yeah, line for that's, a second. That's fair. My, my grandfather let him know a kid just walked from the closet into his bedroom. First of all. What the fuck was he doing in the closet? <laughs> let's start. Let's, let's play hide
1: and clap. <laughs>
0: no. Let's start with the bare bones of this story. <laughs> uh, I can think of one closet I would never go in again.
1: Like, seriously.
0: We actually had a lot of. Cl- Why yeah, we had a lot li- of closet. We issues. had a lot of closet issues ourselves. It's representative of the womb. <laughs> Maybe your grandfather is also a repressed homosexual. Maybe. Uh
1: it was his inner child coming out of the
0: closet. Oh, oh, it's a metaphor. I just turned into Linda Belcher. You did. Uh, <laughs> this, <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right. Silken so trash mouth. My grandfather's uh, has said he's woken up to a woman standing over him, watching him sleep.
1: Oh, okay, so there's more than one. I was gonna say if that little kid is bothering you at 3 a.m. like in the first story like that's that's just nonsense he should be in bed by 10 at the latest
0: i know for real somebody put timmy to bed
1: yes well Uh, apparently (laughs) somebody did possibly i'm
0: being honest i'd rather have timmy uh i don't want to wake up to anyone standing over me let alone this lady uh why do ghosts love to watch people sleep I don't know. So part of me wonders if it's like... They're (laughs) restless. They're envious. They're
1: envious. They're jealous that we can rest. (laughs) Fuck you. Why are you sleeping? (laughs) I can't get no sleep because of (laughs) y'all. I can't get no sleep because of me. That's like the entire reason behind every home.
0: Oh, poor ghosts. On a a more uh, solemn note, do you wonder ever if it's like... Ghosts are kind of confused anyway, so they see like bodies strewn about, and they're like, "Are these people dead too?" <laughs> and they're like, they're like looking for dead friends. It's
1: like the, the paranormal version of "Are you my mommy?" Like, what <laughs> <is> that? <laughs> <laughs> that would be very sad <laughs> if ghosts sad. are just
0: running around looking for friends, and we're all like, "Oh Jesus!" Or get away from they're sitting there like,
1: "I could possess this bitch." <laughs> <laughs> Look at him plays PS Four all the time. He's not using his body anyway.
0: Uh, clearly, I'm not. <laughs> uh, the stuff happens with my grandfather pretty frequently. He's seen a kid walking around. This woman stands over him and sometimes sits on the couch by him. He also hears the chairs scraping around the floor in the neighboring apartment when nobody is home. The chairs are on the ceiling. <laughs> I, I added that. The chairs are not on the ceiling. But that's that's creepy. That is creepy
1: as fuck.
0: The woman sits on... I I need more information yeah. about this. Lily, you need to follow up with yeah, this Yeah,
1: we, we need a follow-up email.
0: To, I, I, my questions are, does your grandfather <laughs> interact with her? How does he... Like, does he see her or does he feel a presence? I'm like, this is this is keying me into like all of my ghost hunter sensibilities. I'm like, I need to know everything. Have you ever felt a cold spot? What happened? <laughs> Where are the orbs?
1: Does your cell phone lose its battery in the vicinity of the apartment? Like, like, like come on. Come on, make with the details. A minute ago, I couldn't shut you up. Uh, whoever is there
0: hanging around on that property seems to really dig my grandfather and he says he doesn't really feel scared or threatened, just startled mostly. My dad used to think it was all nonsense, but he's coming around and now thinks it's creepy as hell. If anything else happens, I'll let you know. I have other stuff that's happened to me, not at my dad's, but that's for another day. Stay spooky, Lily.
1: Well, thank you, Lily. Thank you, Lily. Um, I will have nightmares about women sitting on couches I probably personally love it.
0: I'm I'm like I'm so intrigued by this story and please do write in to let us know your sp- your other spooky stories. Yes, and
1: that goes for everybody, not just Lily. Please send us spooky shit that happens to you. We love reading that crap and we'll probably read it aloud on the air. So- I would
0: love Yeah, we would love to make mini episodes about reading your spooky stories. Hell yeah.
1: Uh, it makes it way easier to not have to come up with a topic every week please send us your spooky stories
0: yeah spookygayfam at gmail.com send them in we want to hear them but now that we have gotten that little uh order of business out of out of the way we're going to shift to something completely different <laughs> although it does off it does frequently involve uh women at 3 a.m. wandering aimlessly around uh today we're doing a little drag mini yeah, so yes
1: we're going to be talking about your day job
0: my day job. Lucky me. Your night job. My my day-night job. Yes. My night-day job. <laughs> all of the jobs of all of the times. Frequently it does... Uh, Your AM job in the morning. <laughs> my AM job. Oh, God. <laughs> I, st- Sam is making fun of me because I said something. I, I did my worst pet peeve earlier because I was talking about the fact that last week I did an event at a, at a company in New York City and I... Had finished my show the night before and I I finished at like 1 a.m. And this company needed me in full drag for an appearance at 8 a.m. in the city. And I was like, well, if you do, I need a hotel room, blah, 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 blah. I just need this stuff. And they they were very, very sweet. They were very kind and and set me up. But then I didn't get to the hotel until like two o'clock in the morning after my show. And I had to be up at 4:30 to get ready for my uh for my event. And so I very I'm I've been very tired today and I said I had to get up at 4:30 a.m. in the morning, which is my biggest fucking pet peeve. I hate when people say that because 4:30 a.m. is in the morning. There is no other 4:30 a.m. It is redundant and I hate it. What is your what is your worst pet peeve?
1: Library. <laughs>
0: It and will, for a second, it I, was like, me I was like, "I was like, what is that?" Absolute
1: you. red. <laughs> <laughs> like, and listen, this isn't this isn't a read against people who who say that. Like, it's really not. It just it
0: it doesn't compute. It doesn't
1: compute, and it throws me into a spiral for like three seconds because it's like library, library, library. Like, like it's not cuz it's just it sounds like a raspberry that is loose fast and loose with the truth it's like it's, it's <laughs> not like, it <laughs> like, like
0: i have a friend from college who uh who he who I, and i love her dearly but she used to say frustrated
1: oh that would frustrate me it, th- it
0: was very frustrating and i was <laughs> and i never wanted to say anything because i was like it would be rude of me to to be like you're you're saying this word wrong but uh it it was one of those things that i was like i was like oh it just like every time it would like i would just have like one little eye twitch and then it would go away
1: and i was like okay <laughs> i'm only doing the second one and then i'm going to shut up <laughs> i used to work in an office where the word premises had to be used a lot i had a coworker who when speaking about a singular apartment building would use the word premise which is not the singular of premises.
0: No. The singular of
1: premises is premises. The yeah. plural of premises is premises.
0: Premises, Yeah. And
1: like, I would lose my... I'm like, you're not talking about like, a theory. You're I not know. talking about, like...
0: <laughs> a book. The,
1: you, you know, you're not talking about the setup for a novel. You're talking about a goddamn apartment building. It's like, it is the premises. That is the there's, premises. There is no premise. Like, and it would drive me absolutely crazy, but he was my boss, so I couldn't say anything. It's, <laughs> it's
0: like, there is nothing worse in the world than when you have a boss who does something that irritates you, and you can't do anything about it. Because... Nine times out of ten, it's something that's like relatively harmless. Yeah. But it's something that really gets under your skin, and you're like, God, I wish I could just stop this right but now. It's, yeah, no, But it's it, like and it's your boss, so you can't go. do anything.
1: But um, anyway, we're doing the little pot of calm again. so Today we're going to talk about <laughs> drag.
0: <laughs> I know, and, and not for very long either. Um, I I love drag. Obviously, it is it is my job. It is my passion. I do it for a living. Um, what got you into drag?
1: I mean, I don't know that my answer could really be anything other than being related to you. Really? (laughs) Yeah. No, because I, um, I don't do drag. Um, but I've watched a lot of Drag Race and I've been to a lot of your shows and I've met a Mm. lot of your friends. And I really love the drag scene and I love the drag, the sort of drag queen culture. And I love Drag Race, but... I don't do it myself. So I yeah. think all of my experience is kind of secondhand.
0: Have you anyway. ever wanted to do drag?
1: I've wondered once or twice what I would look up, look like all done up in drag king makeup, not drag queen makeup. Mm.
0: <laughs> would you ever do drag queen makeup?
1: No. no? I, I don't even do regular female makeup. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't go for a natural look. I'm not going to go like the full Trixie Mattel.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: that's not going to happen. But um yeah it's no kind I of cool. I kind it's, of wondered it's what would like, happen
0: It's like a Halloween costume yeah, to a certain extent. I get
1: it. It's just it's that sort of performative femininity makes me deeply uncomfortable, which is mm. one of the reasons why I don't do it even though it's socially acceptable for me to do it all the time.
0: Mm. That's really interesting. It is it's it's uh I will say I I never thought about it that way. That's that's a very interesting take on it. Because to me, I mean it is certainly not comfortable, uh, and it's not something I aspire to look like in my personal life. But for me, it's very performative. I I like the way people react to me when I'm dressed that way, and mm-hmm. I like the way I look when I have all of this stuff. Because I guess the whole concept is that you are dressing on such a level that it, it it's, beyond it's beyond expectation. Gender it's point. beyond gender and it's beyond expectation no one expects that that people in their everyday lives will look like this or dress this way it's kind of a uh it's almost satire at, le- at least my take on it. and everyone has a different view of what drag is and how it uh, affects them but for me it it's it's like i said it's almost satirical in that it's like this is so larger than life it it's It's beyond anything you could expect from someone. And that's kind of yeah. part of what I love about it is that it breaks down the barrier of like, I can say things and do things that people aren't expecting and it makes them more receptive to it because of the way I look. Does that mm-hmm. make sense?
1: Yeah, no, it does. I think that like... I think that there are always expectations of people's behavior based on how they're dressed or how, mm-hmm. if they have makeup on, if they have done their hair a certain way, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Yeah.
1: <clears throat> Which I, I think is exactly the thing that drag plays with as entertainment is is essentially that subverting expectations mm-hmm. in order to either get a laugh, get awe, get. Or know, even uh, of...
0: to to have a more serious. uh Yeah point or or whatever it is that you're trying to convey but it it it's like you said it's it it's breaking down the barrier of like this is what this person is supposed to look like and once you do that it's so visually striking that it really does give you freedom to do a lot of things and i and it's think it's just everything's to more be fun that. with sequence apparently
1: <laughs> i mean it is
0: it's great to look that way because people are are dazzled by it mm-hmm. and so it it kind of gets them on your side immediately because they're like, oh my God, this thing is crazy. this thing is beautiful. it's so awesome to look at. And then you can jump into the more crazy things, which is what I tend to do because my humor is so uh what's the word? I don't want to say politically incorrect it it does have politically correct politically incorrect elements, but it's more um that i'm I'm trying to break down all of the rules and so it's like I can point a finger at one person and and say something and make a joke about it and I can point a finger at someone on the complete opposite side and make a very similar joke because at the end of the day my idea of drag is to remind everyone not to take themselves so seriously it's kind of it's the idea that okay I'm going to point out just how ridiculous everything is all of our expectations
1: equal opportunity
0: exactly and i think that's important i think right now unfortunately because of what we're going through socially in in the united states okay. it makes it much more difficult because people's uh, defenses are very heightened and,
1: and not unjustifiably. not
0: unjustifiably. I'm not saying that yeah. they shouldn't be, but it it does make it much more difficult to do my job sometimes because you you almost have to be much more careful about poking fun at our side because they take it as a a very personal attack and I'm not saying they're wrong for doing it because they're we're under attack all the time uh but you have to it it's kind of made uh walking the line a lot more difficult. I remember, you know, 5 or 6 years ago, it was much easier to make some of the jokes about our side than yeah. it is now. And it was just because people knew I was joking and that I was poking fun at something that was kind of silly, you know, and uh
1: it, and then 2016.
0: And then 2016 and all of a sudden we have Nazis and we're like, "Oh, I guess we should I guess we should modify our jokes a bit." Um. Yeah, that is essentially my biggest thing about drag is that it really should break down
1: now, barriers
0: and expectations.
1: You sort of primarily do sort of what I think a lot of people would consider camp drag or comedy drag.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: Have you ever done sort of the, we'll, we'll say, fishier sort of more real, like, natural female impersonation? Uh... I-
0: not in any kind of recent history. I mean, I do go for I consider myself heightened feminine. Okay. In that like I do have some crazy looks and and you know, I do like pennywise. Yeah. But which I, is
1: terrifying it's Go look that up on his Instagram. <laughs> it is absolutely horrifying.
0: But I do also, I mean, my general makeup, though it is very overstated, when it is combined with the overall look of what I'm doing is glamorous. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, and and that's something I'm very conscious about. It's something that I've kind of molded. And I talk about this uh, probably more than I should because it's uh, very narcissistic of me. But I... I <laughs>
1: I mean, I feel like this is the platform. You I know. know.
0: <laughs> I just like my idea is like, oh, I'm going to make them think I'm beautiful and then I'm going to act like an idiot. And it's like, oh, uh, it, there's always some layer of shock to it. That's always my goal. Uh, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, th- that's kind of what I've that's kind of what I've gone for with my drag. It's very it's really probably one of the most interesting art forms because there's so many layers there's so many things you can do with it. And I always tell people, drag is like a lens. You d- Drag is not the art. It is just the lens you're looking at the art through. It's like the
1: canvas. It's
0: exactly. Like- and what you do on that canvas can be s- s- crazy different. You could have pointillism or you could have... Uh,
1: realism you like there's take a th- shot if you thought we were going to mention pointillism on today's episode <laughs> <laughs> sorry go ahead
0: i should uh, you know that would actually be kind of a fun uh take and don't you dare fucking steal this idea this this uh, uh it would be You're interesting to, to do a pointillist makeup. drag face
1: that would be that would probably look pretty amazing i'm sure like someone has to have tried it once right
0: i have no idea i've never seen anyone do it well there you go so if you're listening, don't you fucking dare. And we know that there are
1: drag queens who listen to this. We, I we, do, we, we I, hear you, Cameron. We it, know that you're there.
0: If I see a pointless makeup on any of your Instagrams, fully expect me to blow your shit up. Uh, I, 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 I do love drag for those reasons. I love it because it's a lens. I love that it gives me something to kind of filter all of my ideas through and to make them uh something bigger and better because uh, you know me I, you and i are you are a writer probably yeah. much more so than i am i write things that are like scripts and 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 things like that yes whereas, but you
1: finish things so i feel like you. <laughs> you, you yes get a but voice, i have voice. deadlines
0: yeah. <laughs> uh and and it's nice to have drag as like the lens to do that writing through to like write these very silly nonsensical funny things that also kind of have a a point or a message in some way
1: i mean i i don't i don't know i think that like i as someone who doesn't do it mm-hmm. like when i'm watching it what i see more than anything else like kind of what i always get from it is that it's just kind of this like distilled moment of absolutely no fucks given. Like, like most of the time,
0: most of the time, N- this yeah. isn't
1: true of every performer, but most of the ones I've seen, it's kind of like this one perfect moment of I'm just going to do whatever the fuck I want. Mm-hmm. And y'all are going to ride along with me. Right. And, like, <laughs> and, and it's so much eight fun times out of 10. It
0: works. Yeah, <laughs> Those
1: other two times. It's like, woof. but those other eight, there seems to be working just fine.
0: I know. You know, who's really good at that? is Lady Bunny.
1: Yeah, I can see that.
0: She is one of those people where, and I've I've talked about this with a lot of people, and basically what it's been distilled down to, the idea is that Bunny is so charming and funny and like just slap, she's so crazy that it's like, She can say the dirtiest, filthiest, most awful, offensive thing. But then she does that little laugh. Yeah, I was about to say. And it's so (laughs) flippant that it's like, oh, you can't take it seriously.
1: No, you can't take it seriously. and It is so difficult. She's like, I have only ever had the pleasure of seeing her live once. And it was the time she performed with you. Mm -hmm. But like, she would say something. And then she would just (laughs) give this little smile. And it was like, it was like. It was like a really cute puppy who just took a shit on the rug but it looks at you like you couldn't possibly be angry with me. I know. <laughs> and they're right. And but she's so
0: good at it. And and Bunny Bunny is one of those people that she understands what she's doing. Bunny is not stupid. She she is very good at what she does. She's very funny and she likes to poke fun at things. And that to me is a classic form of drag at least uh, you know when you look at queens from the 80s and 90s and and even the 70s the whole idea was to kind of turn the world on its head and to say hey guys don't don't take this too seriously we're going to we're going to have a good time and that and bunny is probably one of the best people when it comes to that you
1: know who else i think does it really well um is bob
0: the drag bob the drag queen yeah i think does does it really well. well
1: Is that kind of like, I'm going to do this. And at the end, I'm going to kind of give you this really charming smile. And let's see how you take it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, On the other side, you have um, one of uh, probably one of my favorite drag queens of all time is Jackie Mm Beat, where it's like (laughs) Jackie has a much (laughs) darker tone in her in her humor. Uh, She is one of the funniest people, I think, alive. I th- I just think she is one of the funniest, smartest drag queens out there working right now, and but her sense of humor is so dark, it's easy if you don't share that humor to kind of be like, whoa, what am I? What is this? And she has talked about that on several occasions. How she because she writes song parodies. She was she's the mm-hmm. most famous parody queen, and uh, she has said there have been songs that people like got up and walked out because she does have a very dark sense of humor but uh, that's something I love her for because I also clearly have a very dark sense of humor
1: yeah there have been been a couple of parodies where it's never been I wanted to get up and walk out but there have definitely been times like there were a couple of times when like particularly like mom came to a performance Mm. where I stopped watching you you know I was watching her going like is she okay do I need to get her out of here like I think I think
0: (laughs) Because I think she, she was it. there
1: for What About Lube.
0: Yeah. What About Lube um, is probably one of the most dangerous ones.
1: Yeah. No. And to be, to be <laughs> utterly fair to our mother, she loved every minute of it and thought it was the best thing she'd ever seen. But like I, as her child, was sitting there the whole time going like, oh, mom's here. I and like, <laughs> I
0: have performed those songs for like both of David's parents, his grandmother. Uh, like I have performed them for...
1: You perform them for my in-laws. They've come to see you. You are their favorite drag queen, which I think is the funniest thing ever. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I love my wife. She is she is a wasp, and like her 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 mother is is you know the the apple did not fall far from the tree.
0: And I say this
1: with absolute love and affection. I know. But when she said she wanted to go see your show, I was like. This is this is how I lose any goodwill I've gained with my mother
0: Well, I love your image And she as loved well. it. And they're they're like, wonderful people. And I just <laughs> yes, they're great. They're far from humorless.
1: No, no, no. they would, have wonderful so, senses of yeah. humor, but this was also like <laughs> kind of kind of early in the relationship like <laughs> it wasn't early in the relationship but like they didn't I told them that my brother was a drag queen and then like two weeks later they went to see a show I know so I was kind of like I do not know how they're going to handle this like I plan to ask their daughter to marry me like holy crap like this is going to be it like, like.
0: <laughs> well, I'm. Glad. look at me bringing families closer you did. together
1: <laughs> you're the reason I got married see you're the re- I honestly do think my mother-in-law likes you better than she likes me <not>.
0: <laughs> take it I'll, I'll put that award on my mantle
1: take it all right kids
0: uh we'll probably have to do another episode yeah, about i drag did because... have
1: one question in mind for you before we sign off okay that. apart from you obviously mm-hmm. if you could tell the people listening at home to see any three drag queens that are not rue girls mm-hmm. who would you tell them to go see uh
0: jasmine rice labeja a new york city drag queen who is uh gorgeous she's talented she's a juilliard trained operatic tenor uh she has one of the most beautiful voices so you should absolutely go see jasmine and you should see her monday nights at rise bar in hell's kitchen because i'm there too uh second i would see jackie B. like i said it's hard to pick like just three. three. I know. Yeah, because I, know. I just like, wanted to give you... A you should see Lady Bunny. You should see Jackie Beat. You should see Coco Peru. You should see Varla Jean Merman. You should see Peaches Christ.
1: You all took out pens,
0: right? I know. But th- but these are all like... These are the queens that are like my, my biggest loves because they are so good at what they do. And they're all doing kind of different things. You know, Varla Jean Merman is kooky and crazy, but she's less like... I don't want to say she's less dirty, but it's more like double entendre mm-hmm. and less overt sexuality. Um, and then you have someone like Coco Peru who basically plays like and has for the last like 20 or 30 years played uh, like a middle-aged housewife from the Bronx. And, uh, and then you have Jackie Beat who is like the filthy song parody writer. And you have Lady Bunny who is just crazy as a bag of cats. And, <laughs> They all do something. Ve- is that what she puts in her wigs? <laughs> it must be. They're always bouncing around. Uh, they all do something so amazing. And Peach's Christ. If if you're listening to my spooky gay family, you should absolutely know who Peach's Christ is because yes. she is a San Francisco queen who is like the horror queen.
1: She's like the Elvira of drag.
0: Ba- well, Elvira's the Elvira of drag. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yes, she is essentially the Elvira of Drag. She and she is she went to school for film. She made a movie called All About Evil. And uh it is very good. You should all watch it if you can if you can get your hands on a copy. And she's so smart and so funny and so kind. And I find myself saying that about all of these queens. They're all very kind, but they're very, very smart and very good at what they do. Lipsinka. If you don't know Lipsinka, go on YouTube right now and look up Lipsinka.
1: Drop what you're doing, pull over to the side of the road. And right look up right
0: Lipsinka. Look up her performance at Wigstock in 2018, 2018, I think it was. I think it was twenty eighteen. Uh it is so good. And it's 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 not overly complicated, but it's so smart and i i I just have so much respect for them that's that's that would be my answer is those 42 people sounds good for for my top three drag queens (laughs) 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 all right kids i hope you enjoyed this conversation about drag let us know who your favorite drag queens are too because we we're always very interested to hear your opinions
1: even if it's you tell us that too
0: Send us your photos. Send us, uh, send us your your drag names. And uh, I I told Bob the drag queen once that I wished that I was from Ireland because if I had been, my drag name would have been Tabitha Mornin.
1: Oh, shit. isn't that a, a great
0: drag name?
1: That's a really good one. Damn, Tabitha Mornin.
0: <laughs> that's a great drag. If you're Irish and you're listening to this, take it. It's yours. Run with
1: it. <laughs> But you have to credit Pissy at least Yes, you
0: have to say, your name has to be Tabitha Mornin, courtesy of Pissy Miles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kids, that's it for this mini-sode. Please uh, check in Thursday for a new main episode. So until Thursday, stay spoopy and remember.
1: You know, I was trying to remember the name of that singer Rihanna used to date, and then it hit me.
0: my spooky gay family features music by nate walker artwork by david alon and this episode contains clips from the one and only lady bunny distributed by hatfield quality pork products 1929 please subscribe on itunes leave us a nice message and follow us on facebook instagram twitter and tumblr my spooky gay family is a product of barbara dual productions